Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. It's another beautiful week. It's another scorcher in Las Vegas. Still in Las Vegas. And Adrian, just because we haven't had a chance to catch up with you as you decompress and come back to reality off the high that was SummerSlam. And, and, and an amazing uh, Saturday night. Again, I, I, I know we're uh, you know, a few days removed from it, but it's the first time we've got a chance to catch up uh, since you've been back. Um, listen, it was an amazing combat sports Saturday. I began with SummerSlam. I did the two, uh, you know, the dual screen set up with the uh, Logan Paul. I knew Logan Paul would obviously begin um, SummerSlam because he was going to hop on that uh, private jet to, to Dallas to see his brother Jake Paul uh, fight. Uh, I, I just think it's a fascinating story, the Paul brothers and what they've done, because legitimately when you watch at least Logan in the ring, and we're big fans, obviously, um, what he does in the ring, it, it, it's hard not to kind of tip your cap to him. It's like not only is he a great heel and, uh, you know, a villain, but the things he does in the ring, absolutely fantastic, a great match with Ricochet. Um, and then again, hops on that plane, uh, flies to Dallas just in time to see his brother, uh, Jake Paul, um, you know, again, thoroughly dominate by the scorecard. Um, but anyways, my friend, how was Detroit? How was the entire SummerSlam weekend? Well, first off, it's good to be back. I missed you guys. Um, and you know, SummerSlam was pretty remarkable. Detroit, Detroit's cool, man. Detroit has a lot of. <laughs> Sure. Um, you, this is actually that was my first time in my life entering the state of Michigan. Uh, for those that don't know, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I am a Buckeye. Um, so there was rules in my family ever stepping in. There was a process to get into that state and to see if it was worth it or not. SummerSlam was worth it. Um, and I'll just a short story for all the content and things that we put out. Uh, be sure YouTube um, and throughout all our social media at the Sporting Trib. Uh, we were there for Media Day. We talked to Gunther. We talked to Finn Baylor, uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, a lot of the roster, Baron Corbin. He got, he's a huge Chiefs fan. He talked about his experience when he was in the NFL playing against Oakland Raiders fans and, and Vegas Raiders fans. You're not going to be happy about some of the things, <laughs> but it's up, uh, it's up on there. And we did a huge article. He talked about NIL and some of the uh, NCAA Division One athletes trying to go into the WWE, which was fascinating. Um, but the, the event itself, you bring up Logan Paul and like you said, he did make the flight. He did make both shows, but even at the start, as he opened the show and I'm sitting in the press box and I get the alert on, on my phone because ESPN was the provider carrying the fight. 
that says, "Hey, Nate Diaz versus Logan or versus uh, Jake Paul, buy it now." As I'm watching his brother come out in front of sixty thousand people in Ford Field, and I'm like, "Yo, for a couple of YouTube kids, love him or hate him," because I was not a YouTube kid growing up, so his rise kind of showed up like TikTok stars. I'm not necessarily fully aware, but love him or hate him. I know there's plenty on both sides. It was remarkable to be like, yo, they really like, they really just did this. This is crazy. They took over a weekend in sports, both of them. And to your point, he really, they're from Cleveland, Ohio. This man was performing in Detroit, Michigan. There was a lot of chants about the state of Ohio that we can't say over the airwaves. He handled it all with grace. It was expected. He was great. The event itself was fantastic. There was only one lull, which they tried to do an MMA style around the Rousey fight, which to their, I felt bad because it was really like if it was in the UFC octagon, like people would have loved it. It didn't necessarily work in a WWE ring with that crowd, which kind of makes me happy because obviously with Endeavor owning UFC and WWE now, there was talks of are they going to try to do like a, a mashup and do one and two and try to mix them together. I didn't think that would ever work. This kind of confirmed it. Um, Record-breaking crowd. In fact, the Tigers had to move up their game because they were concerned about traffic. Um, They moved it up about 30 minutes. Um, The crowd was fantastic. They took over downtown completely, which is always fascinating, from the trains and buses all being logoed out with the SummerSlam logo. Uh, As far as I know, we just got the numbers from WWE. This is their fifth consecutive record-breaking show with most watched digital engagement on social media. Um, And you bring up Logan Paul, and you go back to when Bad Bunny did his thing in Backlash a few months ago, and I cannot wait to be able to talk to Triple H because I can make an argument that the WWE and wrestling in general, with everything going on, Outside of WWE with with things like AEW, this might be one of the most popular times for professional wrestling like ever. And I think people would look at that and be crazy because they're like, well, what about The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Attitude Era? But you're looking at all these numbers for them to go into Detroit. Detroit, the city itself, thought they were only going to get around 40 to 45,000. They hit 60. Um, But the event itself was great. Um, And it's just a great time to, to be watching all this stuff. Like there's great story. The athleticism's through the roof. Um, and all of our coverage, again, YouTube at the Sporting Trib, the SportingTribune.com as well, and throughout social media because we're I'm editing all these. I got too much to edit, but it's coming out in paces. But it was a great event. It was spectacular. Brandon, you predicted uh, a Jake Paul victory. I mean, I, I, it was dominant, at least if you were keeping score. I, I only had one round for the, uh, so your thought, I don't know if you saw the fight. I'm sure you, you've seen the highlights, but your thoughts on GJ Paul, his performance. Yeah, I thought it'd be a TKO. Obviously I was wrong. I mean, it did take him down a few times, but Nate Diaz is a zombie. The guy's never like, he never gets knocked out, you know, and he's a tough guy. I love when he put him in the, <laughs> in the little headlock <laughs> and got, the guy had to come in and was like, yo, this is boxing, bro. Like you need to, Calm down there for a second. Uh, going to be interesting if they end up doing that ten million uh, for Jake Paul uh, fight. I don't. I, it's probably not going to happen. Jake would get killed by Nate Diaz in in UFC. So I don't think he's going to fight him for that, or you know, MMA fight, whatever they want to call it. Um, you know, more of Nate Diaz's realm. But I think you know, Jake Paul's a good boxer. I don't care what anybody says. Like, yeah, he's not. He's not. You know, 
Terrence Crawford, of course. Like, he's not, like, even close to that tier. But at the same time, he can beat boxers. I mean, that Tommy Fury fight, who I thought, I think Tommy Fury is pretty good. Uh, and, you know, that, that was a, almost a, a draw, you know, could have gone either way. I know Tommy won. Um, and I guess people are going to be like, oh, there's that KSI fight. Logan, I mean, not Logan, uh, Jake's career is in reputation is in shambles. KSI beats him and stuff like that. But at the same time, this was a huge win for, for Jake Paul. I know people are booing. They wanted Nate Diaz to win. He's a villain, like you were saying about his brother in the WWE. But, I mean, they're killing it right now. Congrats to them. Their media following is insane. They're bringing fans to the, each sport. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a win-win for, you know, for boxing, for WWE, and for them. So I think it was an excellent weekend. You know, because here's the thing, you know, when you're a, a YouTube celebrity or a TikTok star or something like that, there's this feeling that, you know, is, you know, how did they get that fame? What did they do? What they, they uh, flipped the camera around. They're showing themselves doing crazy stunts and things like that. What both of these guys are doing. And I don't know if Logan sometimes gets the same credit because it's uh, scripted. What Logan Paul is doing in the ring is nothing short of incredible. When you look at his transformation from, again, YouTube celebrity to doing stuff in the ring that, that it takes most guys years of training. And again, not just years of training to do what he's doing in the ring, but then to, like, like the way he looks into the camera and says, watch this. And he makes you in the crowd, whether you love him or you, you hate him. And again, as a heel, he's hoping that you hate him. It is so incredible what he's doing. And then, the same goes for Jake. Again, people have to realize what Jake Paul is doing. He's not just trying to go up against a boxer you've never heard of. He is a promoter. He's trying to sell pay-per-views. He's trying to, uh, to, to sell out not only arenas, their next thing. like They want to sell out stadiums. And to do that, you have to have an opponent that people have heard of so you know that that's why he's going head to head against you know like Anderson Silva Nate Diaz Tyson Fury uh but not like only cause, yeah. cause I, I do want to add yeah. like not only the promotion aspect or how good he's trying to be as a, a legitimate boxer or not like regardless of the outcome he's also changing the sport his involvement with PFL uh Francis uh Nagawu like all these all these different things where he basically went to Dana White called him out for his yeah. BS which I fully support, and I say as I I can look out the the window of this studio and see UFC headquarters about okay. how little, how little they pay their fighters, and he really shook yeah. up not just MMA but also boxing, um, and and changed the sport in my opinion for the better about bringing these things to the attention of the healthcare, how much money you make, like we're talking. We're talking like less than six figures for some of these guys headlining UFC events recently, like yeah. after the Disney influx and the billions and things like that. Um, and also, we're about 10 minutes into the show. I still haven't said this um, and uh, no disrespect, but I have to say it now, especially if you're watching on YouTube, Brandon. You out here stunting with the glasses, got the snapback white, <laughs> the navy with the teal hoodie. You looking like I, I, I could appreciate tell, it, my man. I, I, I could tell you used to be a rapper, and I have a question: <laughs> for you How much money would you spend on a piece of memorabilia uh, when it comes to sports? Um, basically, what I'm trying to get at is, I was very tempted to purchase a WWE belt. At the superstore that they had, that's run by, yeah. Fidel, by the way, 
Um, merch sales up 60% most ever crazy. Another thing, but that was, it was about four fifty for a belt. I didn't what do belt? it. It doesn't, mean, which, whichever, whichever belt you, unless it was like an old school, oh, belt, the okay. current, all, out of the current titles, all of them. Yeah. Were and those were like the, uh, <laughs> what is it? The stitched Jersey version of the belt, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So is that like, what's the most expensive you've belt you've done? Like, what should I buy it? Help me out guys. Rosh, you go first. I'll go second. Well, listen, I, I do have two championship belts. Uh, those were the belts that I grew up with. The old winged uh, WWF at the time uh, championship. Hulk, Hulk Hogan used to have it. And then the, the big gold. The big gold world heavyweight championship that Ric Flair had when he entered the, the WWE for the first time back in 91. And uh, so those are the two belts I have at that when I Rep got them, or are we talking like the toy version? Like which, what kind of? No, no, no. Like they are well. So they're not like they are expensive. I, I they weren't four fifty back in. Yeah, this was like ten years ago. I I made this purchase. So, um, you know, maybe they were two fifty, maybe three hundred, something like that. But yeah, those are the two belts I have. So I would say go for it. But uh, th that is a big purchase, though. <laughs> so, could you imagine right behind for the show? Yeah, I was gonna I, say. I was gonna say. I know. I always, I always look at sports memorabilia as like, how can it turn into an asset for me? You know, like I, I, I buy a lot of baseballs, like you know, like signed baseballs from Bob Gibson, all that stuff, and how it can maintain value over time. I see it more as an investment, like not as you know something just to. I mean, it's cool if you just want to wear it or have it behind you. Go ahead. What do you say? But have you purchased something like out of pure like joy? Like, here's a signed autograph. This is my favorite player. I cherish no. this. Never. No. Every, everything's about for me. Like, I just think about like, can I turn a profit on this eventually? Jesus, That's Brandon, kinda, dude, uh, come on. I, yeah. <laughs> I will say <laughs> the belts are different because like, it, it, like if I bought this belt, I would have it in my house, or like it would be like part of art i yeah. guess in a home like i wouldn't be the dude like i'm not the, i'm not carrying this to a show or just going to the mall wearing it but i will say one thing that's changed for this generation and for the worst no offense like now that nike has kind of taken over all the major sports of being the the jersey provider for example if you do purchase the real 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 nfl jersey for whatever player like it's so useless as a fan because if you don't have shoulder pads, it has the space for the pads. So all it does is it just droops over your shoulder and it doesn't make any sense. Like it's, I was like, why would you, but you're selling this to, it's very weird. So that's another thing that like takes away, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've never, I've never purchased anything exuberant or crazy. Um, How I close did you get? Did you, did you like, were you close to making that purchase or were you just, I would have bought it. I would have bought it for like 300 just okay. as like a one time like out of the ordinary why not we're here this yeah. is cool this is like this was my first time being credentialed like this the sole purpose of going and yeah, la was different because we're here in vegas and like that's a short trip like this one this one oh, yeah. felt special um but then they also they had some of like they had like an all Shawn michaels one and they had like different kinds that were like spiced up there was a detroit lions one they actually had a detroit lions helmet actual actual like actual helmet with the lines logo on one side and the SummerSlam logo on the other. And I had never seen that. 
WrestleMania in LA, they had a Dodgers belt where it was yeah. blue and white, and it was like the WWE title, but the LA Dodgers logo was, and I was like, that's genius because, like, why wouldn't you buy that if you're a Lakers or a Dodgers fan? Um, but no, we, we, maybe next time, you know what I'm saying? As this show goes to the moon, they'll, they'll just start sending them to us. That's how that works, right? When we, we level up. You know what I love, though? I, I love your journey because this uh, this year in particular has been very big for you in terms of, you know, what you've been able to cover. And you take uh, those who follow you along for the ride to get your first big boxing match, Terrence Crawford and Spence, first coverage of WrestleMania. Yes, it was close, but you were there in the press box. You were there in the press conference and first SummerSlam so, like, when you're at these events, brother, like, do you do you take a moment to realize, like, to think back ten years ago, fifteen years ago, what a young Adrian Hernandez would think if you said, you know what, in due time, you're going to be at a press conference with Paul Heyman and Triple H. I will say uh, this: this SummerSlam, this what I just covered, SummerSlam, I kind of got a little bummed because as the show was going on, I was doing so much work, uh-huh. like. And not even watching the matches fully oh, sure. um, yeah. entrance and making sure videos were up and just trying to be in that rat race, which I need to step back and, and find my lane of exactly what I want to do. I still enjoyed myself. I did. But it was like, for instance, the main event um, press conference started 10 minutes after the That's show. Right. So yeah. they were kind of rushing everybody. So we actually none of us actually saw <laughs> we could tell because we could hear it. And like, yeah. we know, but we actually didn't see it. Um, so it's a whole different ball game. And then the press conference, it was packed. That that was another thing that was kind of um out of the ordinary. They I think Triple H had mentioned there was over two hundred media members. Wow. Um as far as you can go back seven years ago and for WrestleMania, which is the Super Bowl of WWE, there used to be about five to ten media members that would show <laughs> a day. It wasn't even really a media day. It would be at their superstore, like in the corner, and half of those five out of ten people are really just like the local news and the, like one radio guy from whatever city they're in. To know now is SummerSlam for them to have over two hundred, um, two hundred people, um, and it, it's just it's cool to see like all these different areas of like so many different people care um, and the attention of it. Which, like again, this isn't the time or, or the place. This isn't a wrestling show. But that argument about if this era is better than the Attitude Era, like in my opinion, it's kind of looking like it. Like there's there's too many signs and there's there's too many people that care. There's too many people watching those interviews on our YouTube at the Sporting Trib for me to be like, yo, this is out of the ordinary. Um, yeah. But getting to do it, I, I was you know very thankful. I got into the press conference. There's so many people. I didn't get picked to ask a question, but that's okay because in life we set. <laughs> and for the next event that I show up, which who knows where it's gonna be. We'll make sure to ask a question. Um, but yeah, I, I took a little small moment, um, small moment to be like, damn, we're here. Couldn't yeah. do it without the Sporting Tribune. So thank you all. No, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just really cool to follow that uh, that journey. Uh, by the way, again, the, 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 we'll, we'll just focus on combat sports for, uh, um, while we close out this segment. A lot of rumors about where WrestleMania is going to be. Again, the next one will be in Philadelphia. Again, that's um, April 2024. We keep talking about it. And I know we're biased. And I know last uh, this past uh, year or this year's was in SoFi. So I get that you don't want to have back-to-back in Los Angeles and Vegas. 
But brother, like Vegas has to get WrestleMania for the first time since WrestleMania nine at Caesar's Palace, which I was at, by the way, which I was at that one. Uh, what have you heard? We need to get your former boss on the phone. That would be Nick Khan, president of WWE, to get the exclusive. But uh, the latest rumors came out about two weeks ago. Um, it looks like the Royal Rumble is either going to be in Tampa um, or St. Petersburg, where the Rays play, the, the, where, where they did Thunder Durham, Thunder Durham right. pandemic, or Orlando, uh, where their soccer team plays at. I forgot the oh. name of the team. I forgot. Yes. Um, so Orlando for the Rumble, and then WrestleMania, uh, a rumor. Is Minnesota now what Minnesota? But obviously, the Viking Stadium is relatively new. That's nice. Um, they haven't been there. They try to break the records. They still haven't been to Allegiant, so they kind of used to be within two years of a new stadium going. Now that seems like it's extended out. But Vegas, come on, man! Like Hunter, what do we Vegas? What do I need to say? Vegas yeah. WrestleMania. Let's get this ASAP. We need like, that. And we will uh, try to have uh, Nick on. Uh, Nick, I think, I'm pretty sure, worked. So I was a fan at that WrestleMania. I think Nick uh, Khan worked that WrestleMania again uh, from Las Vegas, went to UNLV. So listen, there's there's no one who wants WrestleMania. Yeah, well, there's no one who wants WrestleMania in Vegas more than Nick. Uh, all right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Sporting Tribune's Grant Moda. Talking about the Dodgers and the Angels and all that good stuff. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 from the California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. We have traded one member of the Baller Sports Dialogue <laughs> for another member of the Baller Sports Dialogue, Grant Mona. Um, Grant, listen, I feel bad for your partner, Brandon. He's Me too. Going, he's going to the press box. He's in the clubhouse. He's, and it's Groundhog Day with the Angels. Um, listen, I mean, is there anything? Is the, I, I, I don't even know what they could hope for at this point. I mean, really... Like, I think if they had a chance to keep Shohei, they at least had to make a, a push for the postseason. At mm-hmm. this point, I, I, I think this is worst-case scenario where not only are they not really in contention, but they went all in at the trade deadline, which, you know, listen, it, it doesn't make any sense normally, but I get what they were trying to do. They were, I think they were really trying to prove to Shohei, like, like let's go for it. I mean, they haven't won since then. It, it, it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, you, you know, you, you look at the team before the trade deadline and obviously they had, you know, they had to make moves if they were going to go for this all-in kind of approach. Um, you know, for Shoei Otani, I think you had to do it um, because this is a once-in-a-generation, like everyone knows, a once-in-a-generation talent. And when you have him on your team in the last year of a deal, you want to do everything you can to woo him. And I, I, I was all in on the approach of let's just get all the assets we can. And, you know, they got a big arm in Giolito, which is one of the top 
pitching arms on the market. Um, you get guys around the edges. You get a, a few relievers, which have been actually pretty good. It's just that uh, Reynaldo Lopez just went on the bereavement list, so he's kind of been unavailable. Um, you, you've had guys like Aaron Loop and you know a guy like uh, Estevis who has been you know nails locked down all year for the Angels, and all of a sudden in this week span, he's given up. You know, he's had two blown saves. He's blown two leads. He's you know, and I'm not going to put the blame on him because he's still an excellent pitcher, and you shouldn't blame a guy that's you know, he's, he's been perfect up until this week, which is such a shame. It's just, for me, I feel, you know, I've said this many times, I, I just feel for the fans because, you know, I know that those fans really care about the team. They've shown up, you know, after the trade deadline, I, I've watched, you know, many of their games, they show up, you know, they were packing that stadium just to watch this team play because they got Randall Gritchick, they got CJ Crone, they got guys in that lineup, they got Mike Moustakis, who's actually been pretty good. I don't think the issue is with their lineup. I just, I, I can't really pinpoint something that, that, it boils down to because you have a good guy in Phil Nevin, a, a guy that's been around baseball for a while. Um, there's not many managerial decisions that he's making where I'm just like, hmm, that's a head scratcher. Sure, there's a few, and everyone has a few, but you know, there, I think it's just coming down to performance, honestly. And you could say that about a lot of teams, but in, in this team's case, that's not really going to cut it. You you know, at this point, they're they're eight games out of a wild card spot. They're eleven and a half out of the AL West. You know, just before this week, they were, I think, four out and. And they, it looked like they could win the division, which is actually crazy. And with it just goes to show within baseball how quick it can change. You make all these moves and you do everything right, but something that the baseball gods don't like, and within a week you are so far back to where it looks insurmountable. So I feel for the fans. I, I, I don't really know where they go from here. I mean, you just got to fight through it because you already went all in. The trade deadline's passed. You can't do anything at the waiver deadline. I mean, you're not going to get anything significant. So... For them, it's just kind of a pull, you know, push through it and, and kind of pull through and see what, what happens at, at this point. We spent much of the first segment on combat sports. So, Adrian, I forgot to bring up one of the best fights of uh, the past week was your Cleveland Guardians. Did you get a chance to see that? <laughs> Did I get a chance to see <laughs> Tim Anderson flopped on his ass? <laughs> I'm so, like, Tim, man, hold your L. You went on Twitter over the week you, you, threatening people on the internet, bro. Look, do me a favor, man. If you're, if you're listening to this, if you're watching to this, not only hit that subscribe, but also <laughs> favor. Don't ever fight the internet. I don't care where, what position, blah, 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 other than some very serious ones. Don't go up against everybody. You look like a fool, man. You have to take it on the chin. And as Bruce Wayne's father told him when he was younger in the Christopher Nolan <laughs> classic, Batman Begins, we fall down so that we can learn to get ourselves up. My friend, that's not how you get up. You see me, Tim? You understand? And not only that, for those that don't know, because why would you just be paying attention to a random Guardians versus White Sox series? Just in that series, what had happened the day before is that someone tried to steal second base. Tim was covering the, the bag. He literally physically grabbed dude's leg and then removed it off the bag. They challenged it. They still called him out. Terry Francona, Tito, the legend, the Hall of Famer, gets ejected over this nonsense. And then you still want to be a word that I can't say on the, uh, on the airwaves again? Tim, that's what you get. Jose Ramirez, build him a statue 
a GOAT, a top 10 player in this league. Tim Anderson, you're kind of a phony. You know what I'm saying? We were setting you up to be great. Your team was supposed to be great. Even the reports about the White Sox from former relievers that have come out this week about how there's no culture. You're supposed to be a culture trender. You, or, uh, you, you set the tone, right? You're out here doing things in your personal life that some would say is cheating. You're cheating life and you can't fight. That's not a good combination, my friend. Jose Ramirez, you're the GOAT. Yeah, well, that was wow. That was a fantastic monologue there. Uh, <laughs> what, what I'm going to say though is that's probably the biggest hit that Tim Anderson has seen this year because he has not been that great. He's had he has one home run this year. He this year has not been kind to him. Let's just say that he's had a knee injury. He's gotten socked by Jose Ramirez, who I didn't know Jose Ramirez had. I I, I was not familiar with his game. He has a good right hook, and I know I, th- I know Tito was actually enjoying that because Tito in his his uh, post game press conference was like, yeah, actually it wasn't a left hook, it was a right hook. That's so I know true. he was paying close attention. Um, but Jose Ramirez, I mean that fight. Look, say what you want about you know disrespecting the game because that's what Jose Ramirez said he did. He he said he disrespects the game and he doesn't like that. So I respect it from Jose Ramirez. Uh, the other thing is that. I, I hate to say this, but it's actually cool for baseball. I don't want fights like guys getting hurt or anything like that. And Tim Anderson passed through concussion protocol, and he's okay. He played the next game. Uh-huh. So we, we can get that out of the way. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think it's so – I mean, it, it's it's just cool to see two teams that, you know, haven't been performing up to expectations, obviously, going at it in a August game like this over something. It didn't even look – Adrian, I don't know if you look, you've seen it, like, more times. I didn't even see anything that looked, like – too bad to where it enacted did this whole thing i just didn't see anything i don't want to go up against buster only tim kirkson but i had multiple videos sent to me from progressive field multiple angles first baseline outfield third baseline behind catchers from everyone the grassy knoll everywhere yeah i had all these and at the end of the day i'm gonna say it again tim anderson behaves like a word that i am not allowed to say (laughs) And what happened was deserved. And not only like simple as plain, you you get into a fight and your 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 defense, like your stance was like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. the poop. And I was like, I don't want to let people know this. <laughs> like that's where he has his hands. Like he had like what's going on here? You so, can't get into that stance and get dominated like yeah. he did. I let me just say no, that. Because you, Jose Ramirez just went cold turkey. He just went, let's let's do this. Well, yeah, because he's like this. I'm trying to change this for the camera. Like, it was crazy, <laughs> and and it's cool because it's two stars. And you know what? It is good for, for, for the sport. What, are we just going to let hockey always have fights? But if this happens Thank in you. the NBA, then the culture and and this and and all these players are blah, 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 blah. But in <laughs> hockey, it's applauded. It's BS. We want to fight, too. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to that. You got two stars. You got a knockout. You didn't give me oh, hold me back. Hold me back. Hold none of that. That's what we see in the NBA. That's what we see in the NBA. Because if if we do end up getting to that situation, now Jesse Jackson and all these people (laughs) need to be involved because of what some people would say if NBA players start fighting for reasons that we all know that we don't have to get into. But it's okay for hockey. It's just cool, man. It's fun. Yeah, hockey. Get (laughs) out of here, bro. Shout out to 
The last thing I'll say is that I don't know if anyone noticed this because there's a whole scrum, but the umpire was initially acting like an umpire, and then he turned into a boxing referee. He just <laughs> went back and started like like refereeing the fight, as, and I thought that was the best part of the oh, whole thing. I, I don't know. I assume in California, kids went back to school here in Nevada and here in Las Vegas, first week back to school. My father uh, was a teacher, retired 35 years um, in Cleveland. And he, he makes it very well known. I don't get paid to get to get in the middle of this because you never know. It's kind of like if you work retail, you're also told don't chase after people that steal. Yeah. It's like you, you're going to get hurt. You never know what someone crazy enough to do what they're doing. And you walk up to them and a little, little quick, you know what I'm saying? And it's not worth it. So shout out to the umpire. It's not worth yeah. it. You, you're gonna get your ass beat and, and catch a catch a right hook from because <laughs> Tim Anderson wants to act like a square. Like nah, heavy play for him. And because of that, that moment is right up there with uh, what's his name, Odor. Oh yeah, Odor and Bautista. Elvis Andrews, actually, who's on the White Sox now, was in the middle of both of those, which is crazy. Elvis wow. Andrews was in the middle of both, so he got a front row view of two knockouts. Just crazy to me. And a little behind the scenes, I did actually reach out to White Sox PR to try to get Andrews on the show. Uh, um, they denied the request because um, they probably didn't want. <laughs> probably didn't I want understand that, but the request was put in um, through separate airwaves, through separate channels that I have. Um, but they still said no, and it's fine. It's okay because I'm not Tim Anderson, so life's fine, and none of us are. Don't don't be behaving like Tim Anderson, and that's the end of my second monologue. I love that. I mean, I, I listen. I brought that up thinking that there may be something there. I did not know the passion, the passion that you had for that. That, that is amazing. Ozzy Gian, Nerico, just a compiler, just a straight compiler. Frank Thomas with the hair. Pierzynski, Pierzynski, hey Pierzynski, bro. Another word that I can't say on the radio. Oh my god. Get out of here. What else? Shout out to Cliff Floyd. Cliff Floyd might be the only cool White Sox of all time. They <laughs> stole that World Series in 2005, one of the most lowest rated World Series ever because it was Lance Berkman going yeah. up against Paul Canerco. Ugh, we could have had Grady Sizemore in his oh. ass in a World Series, but instead we got to look at Paul Canerco. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Burley. Ugh, the whole. Ugh, just... Ugh, ugh, ugh! Oh. And don't bring that. And don't bring that team up to Brandon because the, the White Sox beat the Angels to get into that World Series right, right. on a controversial you call. Know what? Since we're here on the AL Central, and I was just in Detroit for SummerSlam on Sunday, um, I, I I decided to actually go to the Tigers Rays game as a fan, meaning that I paid for a ticket. Um, I've been spoiled. I wanted to get back to my roots. I went on <laughs> I went on TickPick and I got my ticket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I sent with the discount code Sporting Tribune, TickPick.com. Sure. <laughs> um, and so I went and I was like, should I I was like, should I write an article on this or, or come up with something? I was like, no, just go have a good time. I was actually starving, was looking forward to eating the food. <laughs> they have a collector's cup, Miguel Cabrera, 3,000 hits, um, that I was deciding on buying. I was like, why not? I love those cups. I'm yeah. a sucker for an oversized pop cup, soda cup, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And the lady said, you get free refills. So oh. I was like, I'll pay 10 bucks for this. So guess what? They don't sell re re refills. No. And I cannot wait to leave the review 
oh. America Parts for being lied to. I would have bought a regular. I only bought this because I wanted a refill. And then they got Little Caesars pizza. Like you just buy a slice of Little Caesars pizza. Thankfully, it was about four bucks. But it was still just literally a slice of like they didn't spice it up or. Wait know. a minute! Wait a minute! You got one slice of Little Caesars pizza for four dollars when you could get the whole five dollar one. Like you get a whole one for five dollars. No, because of inflation, I think it's now six or seven bucks. Oh, and but then, still, yeah. But the, and uh, yeah, it, but I will give them credit. Their food—they had a food court area, okay. um, and they had a lot of. Di- this is very important if you're ever stuck in Detroit. <laughs> um, the tacos, like it was, it was a good mix. Um, the the stadium, even though it, it was raining. Had a lot of people, and it, it was a it was a cute ballpark. But don't okay. ever tell me that you're going to do free refills and don't give me free refills. Once again, this is why, if it wasn't for the Guardians, this division would be down in the dumps. <laughs> there's no culture. There's no fighting. And don't even get me started on Target Field. I'm just oh. I got nothing on Minnesota. They're good. <laughs> They're good people. They're good uh, people. Grant, speaking of the Dodgers, yeah, we, we talked about how bad the Angels are. Uh, all the little minor moves, and again, they were minor moves at the time. I think a lot of Dodger fans wanted to see them swing for the fences. Uh, they have played out, and they've done well so far. When you look at Lance Lynn, when you look at Kike Hernandez, your thoughts on the Dodgers and the way that their um, new newcomers have performed? Yeah, well, you know, let me just read. So, you know, I, I put this in my article the other day. Let me just read some of the stats from these guys that, you know, I, I, I think I've come on here and said that I wasn't a fan of them. Uh, <laughs> they made me eat my words so far. Uh, Kike Hernandez through 11 games is hitting 324 with a 350 on base percentage, which is absolutely elite. Ahmed Rosario who hit a home run on Sunday night baseball. Nine games, nine RBIs. Thank you, Adrian, for sending over Ahmed Rosario for Noah Syndergaard. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Lance Lynn, two starts, 2-0, 2.77 ERA, really good. Joe Kelly, three games, no earned runs in 5Ks. And even Ryan Yarbrough, 4.1 innings pitch with one earned run. These are the guys that you know nobody was really looking at in terms of the market. Nobody said, oh, I want Ahmed Rosario on my team. I want Joe Kelly on my team. Now, some people have said Lance Lynn because his numbers don't really reflect the kind of pitching that he's been putting up. So I understand it from the per- perspective of the Dodgers where you didn't really have to give up big prospect names. Now, I do disagree with the, the, the uh, subtraction of Nick Nestrini. I think he was a pretty good prospect that they let go, but they got Lance Lynn and they got Joe Kelly out of it, and they've been performing just fine the Dodgers didn't go all in they didn't get those big names like they did in 2021 you know they didn't get them like they did in 2018 and in both of those years they were kind of disappointments you lost in the World Series in 2018 you lost uh, in the first round or actually in the NLCS in 2021 with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner so Maybe there's a reverse fortune there. I, I, For the sake of Dodger fans, I hope that's the case because we know how hard Dodger fans are on the players sometimes. Uh, this team is, is still uh, exceeding expectations at this point. I think that's pretty clear. Um, they're four games up in the NL West. You know, Even with the Giants playing as well as they are, to have a four-game lead this late for a team that's kind of just been thrown together is really remarkable. Um, but here's the thing. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be like I've said this in many shows. It's not going to be like, you know, last year. It's not going to be like these years in the past where they just dominate the rest of the NL West for the rest of the year. No, the Giants are good. Uh, the Diamondbacks aren't going to go away. I mean, they got a few pieces in their bullpen at the deadline as well. They're still going to be there and they're playing the Diamondbacks in a, in a four game series right now. And, it, you know, it remains to be seen how they do there. But um, these are crucial series. They're not going to be playing, you know, up 20 games, up 10 games, double digits in 
in the standings. Um, and even when you get to the playoffs, you know, I'm not going to say they're in yet because he's still got to get there. It's not going to be easy like it is in years past. There's still flaws for this team. They still need, you know, to get some pitchers back. They still need Walker Buehler and Clayton Kershaw back. And they're on the mend and they're getting there. But, um, you know, there's, there's still flaws within this team. They're, they're out you performing everything that we've kind of expected for them. They're still on pace for 95 wins, which is crazy in a year that everyone said would be a down year, including myself. Um, it's been a, a pretty big success in my opinion. I think uh, they're going to continue to play the way they are. There's chemistry, there's camaraderie, um, there's good talent up and down the roster, there's good depth, and I think that you know the young talent that they have is just kind of infusing energy into this team, which you didn't have last year. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I thought they would contend. I didn't think, and again, not that they've run away with the division, but I obviously I thought the Padres would have been much better. Um, that has not been the case. That's the interesting thing. And we had Fernando Ramirez on the show, and he was covering the Dodgers-Padres series, just, you know, the current state of the Padres. And you touched on it, Grant. I mean, 13 straight years where the Dodgers have won the series, Um just incredible domination by them. Um, I'm going to close out with this, and I, and I, and I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Team USA um, is beginning their uh, journey, and we kind of uh, touched on this on the show yesterday, but I wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Again, we only have two minutes left. Who are you most interested to see as Team USA begins their journey to the FIBA World Cup? Well, obviously, Austin Reeves is the one that a lot of people that are watching this and listening to this will be be following. But in my opinion, I think it's Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, for me, is going to take that leap this year to be maybe an MVP candidate. Um, he was really good last year, really good in his rookie year. This kid's only 22 years old. And in his first scrimmage, uh, in the first scrimmage against Puerto Rico, he looked really good. I think he had 15 points. He had his mid-range going. He was rim running. Uh, he's got a lot of athleticism. He's electric. Um, this is the kind of guy that, you know, for the Timberwolves, this is the guy that you build around. I know they have Gobert and Towns, but for this Team USA roster, I think he can you know develop into that number one guy. Obviously, you have Brandon Ingram, Tyrese Halliburton, um, you know all these guys that ha- that are big names that have multiple All Star appearances. But for me, I think Anthony Edwards is the guy. But uh, you know, a couple glue guys that I want to mention out. Obviously, Austin Reeves. He had a good performance yeah. in the first game, but. Another guy, Josh Hart, who didn't play in that first scrimmage, but I think he's going to be a good connector for this team. So there's a lot of little pieces that, that you should probably look forward to in this Team USA roster. Yeah. Had a blast. Strong, baby. Yeah. By the way, how about the drip from the Baller Sports Dialogue? Uh, we had Brandon in segment one with that drip, and now we had uh, Grant and Lana. I mean, <laughs> hey, got to show out for the show, man. Got to show out for the show. And if you're Visually on this YouTube at the really? yes person. Come on now. Come on. Uh, all right. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.